Well, first of all, Happy New Year. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty glad to see 2020 behind us and look forward to a better 2021. You know, I was thinking the other day, what 2020 could compare to in human experience over the years, at least in recent human experience. And I actually read an article that was dealing with that same question, and they suggested that the closest thing uh, to what we've gone through this year uh, has been going through one of the world wars, you know, the whole world being affected, the daily lives of just about everyone in the world being affected in some way. Now, in a way, I don't think that should be too surprising to us, especially as believers. Because the fact is, Scripture teaches us that we're in a war all the time. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul describes it this way. He, he describes these as being evil days that we live in. And so over these next weeks, we are going to take a look at what it means for us as believers to be in a war. Today, specifically, I want to spend some time talking with you about how, first of all, we can know who the enemy is and know our enemy. Second of all, that we understand what those enemies' tactics are all about. And then finally, and most importantly, to know how to win the war, how to be on the victory side. So let's do that a little bit together. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at some verses from Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, first of all, let's talk about that idea of knowing our enemy. Now, you may be tempted to think that your enemy is people who disagree with you, who have a different worldview than you, who see the world differently. You know, the people that you encounter on Facebook that are always saying things that you're like, how can they possibly think or believe that? And in fact, eventually, in a lot of cases, you end up just unfriending them. So you don't even have to see those opinions. I, a lot of times, I think we think people that, that believe differently than we do politically or on certain social issues or are, who have a different color of skin than we do, that we can look at them as the enemy, but there's a real problem with that. See, because they're all fellow human beings, and most importantly, we as Christians know that they are not only fellow human beings, but they're fellow human beings for whom Jesus died. He gave his life for them. God created them. And, uh, and, and so they are precious to God. And so other people, even if they disagree with us, need to be precious to us. They are not the enemy. I think another uh, possible enemy that we think about is uh, the circumstances in this world that we live in. We do live in a broken, fallen world, a world, a creation that is less than God created it to be. And there are things like natural disasters and pandemics. And I think sometimes we think that's the enemy, those, that, that brokenness in the world around us is what we're fighting against. I know it certainly felt that way this year with the pandemic, hasn't it? And yet, Scripture teaches us that those things aren't the enemy either. In fact, God makes this amazing promise to us in Romans chapter 8 that says, all things, even the disasters in the world around us, can be used by God for good in our lives. Isn't that an amazing promise? No, the real enemy, according to God's word, the real enemy that we face is Satan. Now, don't, when I say Satan, don't picture like a guy with a goatee in, you know, red spandex tights with a, a cheap pitchfork or something like that. that that's, that's certainly not how the scriptures describe Satan. Satan is a powerful angel, one of God's most powerful angels who rebelled against God 
and as a result is, is a force fighting against God and, and God's people throughout history. In Ephesians 6.12, it says this. It says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's the enemy, Satan, and all the dark powers that go along with him. That's who we're fighting against. And it's not just in 2020, but it's every year of our lives. So with that in mind, what, what are his tactics? What do we need to worry about? Well, first of all, Satan knows how to use that fallenness and brokenness in this world against us. You know, every time there's a natural disaster, Satan is right there in the middle of it. Now, I, I would argue that Scripture teaches Satan doesn't create those natural disasters. Those happen as a part of this broken, fallen creation. But Satan uses them. When there's a, a tornado, Satan is right in the middle of that tornado, causing as much destruction and, uh, and as much problem for people as he can. When there's things like the coronavirus, Satan is using that to wreak havoc in God's creation, to wreak havoc in our lives. Another one of Satan's tactics um, is much more personal, and that's when Satan uses the circumstances in my life to tempt me to live in a way or to act in a way that is out of character for who I am as God's child, that is different than God's plan for my life. Now, Satan can't make me do something wrong. There used to be a, a comedian by the name of Flip Wilson that whenever he did anything wrong, he'd just say, hey, the devil made me do it. It's just not that simple. Satan can't force me to do things that are, are beyond my will. But, but Satan can use the circumstances in my life to, to tempt me to do things that I know are wrong, that, that go against the conscience that God has given me, that go against the clear direction of God's word and God's plan for my life. And Satan does that when we are at our weakest. Remember in the Bible, we're told that Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. And, and he was doing that to prepare for uh, the ministry he was about to embark on. And Satan was right there at the end of that time, tempting Jesus, using the circumstances and, and that, that, that weakened state that Jesus was in because he had been fasting to try to get Jesus to do what he never would have done otherwise. And maybe here's the worst tactic of all that Satan uses in our lives. And that is when we do fall to temptation, when we do act in a way that is different than God's plan, different than our conscience tells us that we should act, different than we know is right in our lives, Satan uses those instances in our lives to make us feel guilt and shame. See, we have incredible promises from God that, that when we do fall to temptation, when we do fail, that, that as far as the east is from the west, that's how far God has separated us from our sins. God promises that he will forgive our transgressions and remember them no more. God promises that on the cross, Jesus already paid the price for those sins. So we don't have to feel guilt or shame, but we do, and Satan uses that to cripple us, to, to prevent us from feeling the hope, and uh, to, to take away our courage and strength 
as we live in this life. Satan is a formidable enemy indeed. We are in a war. So how do we win? Well, it's really pretty simple. And over these next seven weeks, we are going to be studying the different ways that, that God's Word teaches us, the different tools that God has given us to fight the fight against Satan. We're going to use a section of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, um, written in Ephesians chapter 6, written, by the way, while, while he was in prison. We're going to use that section where he talks about the, the full armor of God that God has given us. You see, as Paul was there in prison, uh, the, the most powerful thing he could see, the most powerful thing he knew in the world at that time was the Roman army. And, uh, and so Paul uses the Roman army in examples of things like the shield that a, a Roman soldier would use or the, the sword that was so successful for the Roman army. He uses those different examples as, as kind of um, object lessons for us on the tools that God has given us to win the war against Satan. And so we're going to be studying those together. But today, I want to make sure you understand a basic underlying principle before we get to those different specific tools that God gives us. When we fail in the battle with Satan, what it means is we've relied on our own strength instead of on God's. Paul says this also in Ephesians 6. He says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Did you catch that? Not your own mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, not your own armor. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. God tells us, that if we lean on our own strength, if we trust in our own resources, we're going to lose the battle. But God also promises that he has given us his strength, his resources, his tools in the fight that we fight each and every day. And it's by uh, trusting in the Lord with all our might and, and leaning on his strength and not our own understanding that the battle can truly be ours. Jesus described that victory this way. He was, he was talking with Peter and uh, the other disciples, and he asked them, who do people say that I am? And they had a number of different answers. And, and then Jesus looked at Peter, and he said, but who do, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, well, you're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And, and Jesus was excited by that answer, and he said, Peter, you didn't figure that out on your own. It was my Father that taught you that. And, and then he said this, and he said, on your confession there, that confession of faith about who I am, that, that, that belief that you and those who come after you will, will have in me. He said, I, on that rock, I'm going to build my church. And he said, in this, he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell will not win. We win through God's strength and God's power in our lives. So there's a real battle that rages around us, and, and we are in the middle of it, and if there's ever been a year where we've known that, it's been this last year. And, and Satan is going to use things like this pandemic uh, to try to cripple us. He's, he's going to use the situations we find ourselves in to try to, to, to tempt us, to live in a way against God's plan for our lives. And when we fail, he's going to try to use those moments of our failure 
to cripple us even further by keeping us full of shame and guilt instead of clinging to God's promises of love and grace and forgiveness. But in the end, Satan won't win, especially if we trust in God's power at work in our lives. One last story uh, as we get ready to kick off this series over these next weeks. I have a a good friend who had struggled uh, with a particular uh, addiction in his life. And uh, he had tried again and again and again to, to conquer that addiction. He had uh, gone uh, to AA meetings. He had, he had gone through uh, rehab. He had uh, promised himself again and again that he was going to reform. He was going to change. He had, he had enlisted even the help of some others around him to try to help with that. But, but time and time again, he failed. Satan used the circumstances in his life and, 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 and was constantly there uh, triggering and tempting him. Finally, one evening in a hotel room all alone, he just gave up. And uh, he, he described it to me this way. He said he, he, he was laying in bed and he just kind of rolled out of bed onto the floor and, and got on his knees and folded his hands up on that mattress and then rested his head down on those folded hands. And and he said this prayer. He said, God, I give up. I can't fix this. I can't win this battle. Only you can win it for me. And that was the moment when his life changed. That was the moment when, when he gave up on his own strength and, uh, and, and he trusted in the Lord and his mighty power. When he put on the full armor of God that his life changed dramatically for the better. Folks, we can win the battle. Not on our own. But trusting in God. I, I pray that that you would do that, that you would put your trust in God, that you would uh, stop trying to fix whatever's broken in your life on your own, and you would give that to God. And I pray that you would join us over these next weeks as we, week by week, look at the different tools that God has given us to do exactly that. May God bless you in 2021. Most importantly, may you find victory over whatever you struggle against through the power of God at work in you. Be strong in the Lord. Amen.